0: To your wife or to even business partner, the people that you work with, even to your employees, it tends to be they help you solve the problem.
1: Right. Right. The transparency and the trust. The transparency. And the tra-
0: the exactly. I think the transparency trust comes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And and the most important thing to have transparency and trust is your wife and your business partner. Of course.
1: Because they're the other ones you're closest, closest to. The closest to.
0: And 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 by doing this transparency and trust every week and there's nothing to hide. And there's there's you, you get you get you see what you, you get to it you, you see what it is and and you work at it together mm-hmm. and, and you deal with it and you deal with it yep. because if you don't deal with it it just compile and it becomes compounded and it never ends because owning businesses having family it's there's always gonna be problems right but, but it's just how you solve them and, and how you tackle it how you go about it and it's great that's how it works
1: so Chris you've been able to manage your boarding care practice your long-term fair pharmacy the retail pharmacy, the open-door pharmacy, the closed-door pharmacy, pharmacy, and the boarding care, boarding care, and moving into a new home, and raising two kids, and a new school, and a happy marriage, and you're doing all of that because of great time management and trust. Welcome to My Company Story. It's a show by business owners about business owners. I'm your host, Don Burge. In each episode, we'll explore the challenges business owners face and how they've overcome them. I'm here today with uh, Chris Ortiz Luis. Chris is the uh, runs Hygiea Pharmacy in the Los Angeles area and he's also the owner of COL Pharmacy in Los Angeles and some other things that Chris will be telling us about. So Chris,
0: welcome. Thank you. Thanks for thank you for having me here and sure. I appreciate the time and Please, let's get the... All right.
1: So, carpet. Chris, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, and then tell us a little about uh, Hygia, COL, and the other operations you have going on.
0: Okay. Let me start. So, Don, again, my uh, Chris, Ortiz, Chrisanto, Ortiz, is actually my full name, mm-hmm. a little bit about myself. I grew up in the Philippines, came here when I was 14 years old, um, may came here with my parents mm-hmm. and three brothers. No sister, no, no, the only, the only girl in the house is my mom. She, she's just the queen, the princess of the house. <laughs> I bet she is. So it's 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 something getting used to because never had a girl, so it it our our the way we treated like the way we are with each other is always playing around with boys and never with girls. But it's it's an interesting. We came from a very humble family. Mm-hmm. We came here with almost nothing. I remember we already had $2,000 that my parents had. For wow. we had four kids, a w- husband and wife, and no jobs. Wow. So we're supposed to go to, we're, we're destined to go to Arkansas uh-huh. because that's where my mom was supposed to get her job. But they found out the day that we're taking off, she called and she they said that there is no job for her. Oh, no. And, and... Luckily we have families here that help us a lot and it gave us the they gave us the opportunity to do well and and they supported us heavily. Wow. And and thank God it didn't happen. So did you move to Arkansas? No, we never did. So they said you're not going to Arkansas? We're staying here in LA. We'll help you as much as you can. Oh. We stayed in a, in a bedroom what one of my uncle owns in Eagle Rock. It's it's about ten by ten with my, with my three brothers and my mom and my dad.
1: In a 10 by 10 room mm-hmm. in Eagle Rock? For
0: about two months. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then we finally got an apartment and where we start. So got your parents job. got jobs? Got jobs. Okay. They finally got minimum wage Yep, $4.25. Wow,
1: and you guys went into uh went to school? I went, to school. Okay. went to
0: school. Went to school. Went to, um I remember me growing up, um I was 15 and a half. I wanted a job to help my parents. Mm-hmm. I went to ROP, got a job. Going to school from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day, and going to work Monday to Saturday from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Wow, wow! So that's my humble beginning.
1: So did you did you go to college or go right to working after high school? No, or, I was,
0: or? In, I was still in high school. Uh-huh. I was still in high school. I was in 10th grade. Yeah, we so um, starting grade. I started working. I worked my I went to school in the morning, go to school at night, and mm-hmm. went to community college. Went to Cal State Northridge after that, got my degree in Bachelor, mm-hmm. degree in Biology, mm. and had the opportunity to go to Pharmacy School. Ah. I actually got a full ride in getting a degree in Pharmacy. Um, I had one opportunity here in California. They accepted me, but they also accepted me in Texas, but they gave me a full ride, so I decided to stay decided to go and move to Texas
1: oh you did hmm. so you moved to Texas and then did you for school or for work for school for school or for school okay so you then you graduated pharmacy school in Texas and then what was your first job
0: my first job was at Right Rite Aid pharmacy back then it was it was good to be a pharmacist mm-hmm. Gave us a sign on bonus and it gave us a BMW to sign up with right a there. BMW a and a signing bonus. A twenty thousand sign in bonus. Nice. And a BMW, which is amazing. Yeah. Nowadays I I post one pharmacy job and fifty people are applying. Oh. So it's a different it's a different world it's now. It's a world now. Mm-hmm. But it it's it's still a good job. pharmacy is still a very honorable and respectable um, job that you can have and I think people like to. There's still something. If you work hard and, and you're a good worker or a good employee, there will always be something for you. Yep. So
1: tell us about that first job. You're at Rite Aid Pharmacy. Uh, you drive your new BMW, BMW. to work. And
0: uh, you work there for a while. And you're uh, in a retail shop like a Rite Aid. Yeah. So, How long were you there? So that's what's called retail pharmacy. I was there for a year, but the pharmacy was struggling. And I took it upon myself to make it a better pharmacy. hmm so in about two to three months, we had two or three complaints almost every day from one or two congratulations every week because they, they would call the regional office and they would talk how good we are in the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. I also turned around the sales. We were losing money before. In the two to three months, I turned it into a, a red to a black. How did you do that? Customer service. Meaning what? Meaning that you're more personable. You engage the patients. You don't treat them like another number. Mm. You you when they come up, you need to be more compassionate. Mm-hmm. You need to be more. Hey, I know how you feel. You remember their name. And remember the names, mm-hmm. and small talks goes a long way. Small talk, yeah. Small talk goes a long way, and <clears throat> it helps that you you're genuine when you talk to them. Mm-hmm. Not just hey, I want to get your prescription. I want to do your business. No, mm-hmm. and I think. I think that, that, that still holds me to where I am now because I, I don't go into any business thinking I want to get business. I want to make friends, and I want to here to help you, and you can help me as well at the same time. And the business is a byproduct of that. It's a business byproduct of that, and you develop a long-term relationship to these people, and you, it, it holds it.
1: That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, Kristen, then after uh, the Red Aid Pharmacy, where did you end up going, or how did you lead the path to where you are today?
0: It's funny because I write right at pharmacy I work at Kaiser for, for maybe a year and a half and my mom is a nurse, so she works in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Which is as you all know, people are who can take care of themselves, they got at the hospital, they are they would go to a nursing home to be thinker by mostly we have no families and a lot of them they can't really afford to have a nurse at home mm-hmm. because it's just just not financially possible possible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people this they can't afford that. So I was going for an interview at, at a job at Huntington Hospital in Pasadena.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I was on my way in Huntington with my with my suit and I called my mom and I said, Hey mom, do you do you, I know you work in a nursing home. Can you call the pharmacy where you get your meds? Mm. And and maybe you can ask maybe I can ask for an interview. Mm. <clears throat> and guess what? I called and I spoke to the owner and they said they have an opening. Wow. So, I ditched... <laughs> you turned right around. I ditched I ditch my, my, my hospital interview and I went to the interview in, at, it's called Kippen Pharmacy back then. Okay. It's in, it's, in the, it's in Woodman and Ross, Woodman and, it's in Woodman, it's Woodman on Van Nuys. That's in Van Nuys. It's so in Van Nuys. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I turned around and I went for a job interview and they gave me a spot. Wow. So and your spot that was a sales job. What kind of no, job was that? No, my spot was a regular pharmacist. A pharmacist. So I you're, you're filling pharmacist. filling pharmacy uh, uh, drugs. Drugs. Okay. So so just to be clear so there's two kinds of pharmacy uh, they're what you call a long-term care or closed-door pharmacy there's also called a retail pharmacy or an open door pharmacy open door and closed door so open door like what it says you open it's open door anybody can go in and get their prescription like, like a Rite aid like okay. a Rite aid cvs cvs or you can have a pharmacy like us um which is a long-term or closed-door pharmacy you can't walk in okay. we don't have any walk-ins
1: okay so this job the first job you had at the closed-door pharmacy uh you were filling prescriptions and doing that there how long did that last?
0: So that lasted for about two and a half years or three years, mm-hmm. but I also know that I wanted to be in the field, meaning I wanted to be a consultant pharmacist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What they do is they go to nursing home, they review the charts, they review all the patients' medications, mm-hmm. and and you and you make a recommendation to the doctors, and you tell them, hey, this needs to be changed, or this needs to, there's a duplication of therapy, there's a drug interaction. And you do that, mm-hmm. and it's funny because my boss would not let me go. Oh, so what happened then? Did you move on? No, she would not let me be a consultant pharmacist because they also have consultants. Because she, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, like trying to live my own chair, but I, I, I'm good at what I do. Yes. So before I came in there, so they would go home. They would close the pharmacy at 11 p.m. and there's a lot of problems the next day. Mm when i came in a month after i would work the night shift we would go home at nine or eight thirty, and there's no problem the next day mm-hmm. so my boss would never let me go mm. so it's because if i leave that it means she has to fill my position with somebody else mm-hmm. but i knew what i want i wanted to be a consultant pharmacist okay not because i want to do marketing i just wanted to do something else i want to be out in the field
1: so did you do that
0: i did that okay i did that for about two and a half years mm-hmm. three years and I met a lot of amazing people. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of nurses, a lot of owners, a lot of administrators in the nursing homes. Where it's it's great because I'm out there and I'm not just I'm not just filling meds, counting pills. I'm actually I can see what's going on. I can see the improvement in patients, and I can see what what's going on and what's what, what's going on with the meds and how the meds are actually working. Mm-hmm. And it's very fulfilling to me, mm-hmm. and I love that job.
1: Yep, good. So you did that for a
0: while? Did that for a while. Then how did you end up at Hygieo? Good question. So the guy I replaced at Hygiea at Kipan Pharmacy was my first ever long-term care. He opened his own pharmacy. Mm. he been calling me and telling me, Chris, do you want to market? My response is, are you crazy? I went to school for nine years to I be went a pharmacist. To grad school yeah. to be a pharmacist and yeah. you want me to do marketing I mean sales sales I don't know how to do sales right. This is not me I don't, I don't want to get rejected. I'm happy way I am I'm making a decent amount of money I mean it's, it's I'm, I'm, I'm good right why right. but yeah, but he kept pushing kept pushing keep pushing and one day I said yes oh by the way Chris, you're gonna take a 50000 thousand pay cut oh. I said really we're doing this <laughs> He said yeah, we're doing this. I said, okay, you know what time to be uncomfortable. So I did that. So you did that. I did that. So it was a struggle for the first three to six months.
1: And that's with Hygieia?
0: That's with Hygieia Pharmacy. And
1: Hygieia is a closed-door, long-term, I say it again? Long-term care pharmacy. Long-term care pharmacy. pharmacy. Okay. So
0: he opened his own long-term care pharmacy, which is called Hygieia Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So he actually bought it to somebody else. So Hygia's Pharmacy has been open since the early 90s. Mm-hmm. It's been two or three owners after before him. Mm-hmm and he bought it and they were only maybe have very small company they were only servicing maybe 600 beds mm-hmm. so that's why he's, he wants me to be a marketer mm-hmm. or sales to get acquisitions and i said no it's not for me but i think he saw something in me that i didn't see right and i tr- I, I tried it again I, I it was a it was a struggle it, there's a lot of going back and saying what did i do something did, what did i do big what, have learning I mm-hmm. what have i done what have i done talk about learning curve I some you walked into someone's ha- uh, office you hand them your mm. card and they give it back to you mm. you sit there for two hours three hours they won't even they won't even see you mm. That's you're tough. you're a car salesman mm. and for someone who went to school for so long what am I doing here and I take a pay cut mm. I, so how'd you get over that I push you push I push I grind I grind and a, a lot of encouragement from my boss uh, my partner His name is Bill and a lot of encouragement for my wife mm-hmm. and I, and and I'm the type of person that if I set my mind to something I I make sure I do it I make sure I, f- I do my best and if I do my best I still did not succeed then I, I could can, I cannot sleep at night or not me my bed and said I didn't I didn't try my best
1: right you try your best and you set your goal and you keep working at it working at it working at it until you got there You got there and so you uh, increase the number of beds then that you were selling to is that how you measure that
0: yes so we started about six hundred beds before I came aboard and about a year or two we had about twenty five hundred to three thousand beds. Oh my gosh, that's huge. Yeah, wow. that is huge. It's it, it posed a lot of challenge with my staff, with the staff with logistics, deliveries. I mean there's a lot of challenges. I bet there were. But it's exciting. Yep. It's a learning curve, but I enjoy it. Yep. And I I didn't know I would enjoy it until it happened. And and the fulfillment that you feel that hey I did something good mm-hmm. and I gave more people jobs mm-hmm. tell us about then let's move from
1: Hygia and you also started another company than on your own yes and tell us when you did that and why you did that
0: so I always wanted to have my own business and I know that I don't want to compete with Hygia pharmacy and the ongoing trend in pharmacy about five six years ago it's specialty pharmacy mm-hmm. when you say specialty pharmacy you're very disease state specific say that again your disease f- state disease spe- state state, state specific. specific okay so HIV is a one disease mm. You're that's very specific mm-hmm. and you cater to those patients mm-hmm. so it's very disease state specific mm-hmm. right um, I mean so right now we I open a specialty pharmacy it's called CL pharmacy and we're based mm-hmm. in in Los Angeles, we we specialize on HIV patients. I see. And we also specialize on rheumatoid arthritis patients. Okay.
1: So you're going to doctors who have those types of patients, and you're saying, we can fulfill those drugs for those guys because we specialize in this.
0: Yes. And those drugs are not your typical blood pressure medications mm. or your hypertensive medications. Your typi- just to give an example, a hypertensive meds for 30 days of life, it's about... About ten dollars a month, fifteen dollars a month. Mm-hmm. This thing can cost five to three to five ten thousand dollars a month. Oh my gosh, that's huge! It is huge, and 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 the cost comes with responsibility and a lot of work because the insurance will, would not just let you submit a claim and get paid. Mm-hmm. You have to prove yourself. You have to prove to the insurance that the patient really needs it. Otherwise, they're going to go bankrupt as well. Mm-hmm. We apply, and it takes about it. It takes a lot of time and knowledge to get a medication approved for that cost. Mm-hmm. And that's why we um, we specialize on those drugs and that's why we do that so we can help the specific patients. And we also you target that and you get good at it. So you know what to do, you know how to apply, you know how to fill out the information and and that's how you help them and that's why it's called specialty pharmacy okay. you specialize in a specific disease state so you started that
1: in the Los Angeles market yes. and you're at the same time you're uh, working for Hygeia and long-term care and, and getting more customers for Hygeia and then you added employees to COL and grew that up at the same time yes
0: and now tell me about what you're what what's
1: going on right now with COL
0: so right now it's a downturn for COL and we went through a lot of um, challenges, I guess you could say that, and it's not doing well financially. Um, we, but we're trying to correct those mistakes and we're learning from it.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you opening another store?
0: We're also opening another store in Anaheim. And and it, it, what we will do now is transfer all our patients to CL pharmacy. And it's called it's, it's going to be called Elite Rx Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. We're going to transfer all our patients from CL pharmacy to Elite Rx Pharmacy. And, again, uh, what we learned from our challenges from COL, hopefully we'll try, we did learn, but we're trying to see not to make the same mistakes. And I think it happened because... It happens for a reason. I think it prepared us to be a bigger pharmacy right now mm. because there's a lot of things that's holding us back at Co Pharmacy. Um, I mean, the biggest back in the days, your your biggest hurdle in owning a pharmacy is getting a patient or getting a prescription. Mm-hmm. Nowadays. Your hurdle is how to get into a network of insurances.
1: Oh, it's flipped around the other way then. It's, it's flipped it's around the other insurance it's the, side.
0: The insurance side. So back in the days, the insurance are begging you to, to be in to, to be in their network. And now. And now we're begging them. them to, be to be in the in network. network. Interesting. It's a supply and demand. Uh, there used to be um, one. There's there used to be less less pharmacy then. now. There's a lot of pharmacy, mm-hmm. so they don't care, but. It's it's a struggle, but there's a, there's always around it ways around it, and there's a ways to be better at it. Then that's what we're doing. And that's great. And moving to Anaheim will set us apart from what they call the a heat zone. Yeah, if your if your pharmacy is in Los Angeles County, there's a lot of insurances or insurances or, or pharmacy pharmacy benefit managers that you can't apply to because. There's a lot of fraud that's going on in that in that area. A lot of fraud. A lot of fraud. So just to give an example, New York is part of the heat, New York City is part of the heat zone. Miami is part of the heat zone. Um, Boston is heat zone, and Los Angeles County is a heat zone, but not Orange County. So, not Orange County. Mm. So I'm hoping that it will be a good, it will be a great decision for us that we're moving to Orange County, and as, as we see after two and a half years of, of owning uh, CL Pharmacy, there's a lot to gain by moving to Elite RX Pharmacy. So
1: you've learned a lot with the COL Pharmacy and applying those lessons to Elite yes. Pharmacy, when uh, Elite RX, when you're moving to Orange County, At mm-hmm. the same time you're working with the long-term care at uh, growing more sales in there. And then tell me about what you and your wife are doing, as if you didn't have enough to
0: do. <laughs> My wife is, uh, she's entrepreneur by heart. She's loves to have business and her brother owned a boarding care. A boarding care is you own a house and you would you up, and you have s- set amount of patients, normally between four to six patients, mm-hmm. and you most of these people are either mentally disabled or physically disabled. Mm-hmm. So you so you so you employ people to help them, and they all live in the same house. Uh, they live in a house, but it's called a boarding care house. A boarding care house. Boarding all right. care cells.
1: So you and your wife have several of these boarding care houses that she's managing on her spare time, besides running your household and (laughs) raising your children. Yes. Right. Okay. So, Chris, tell me about the biggest challenge that you find that you had, that you have in the in in your recent past, and how you've overcome that, especially with all these things you have going on right now.
0: I noticed that the time is. Probably the most expensive currency in the world. Hmm. I didn't realize you know its time is important, but you didn't realize it when you have twenty things going on, and you don't know which one is to prioritize or which one you think is better, and you're they're pulling you from different sides and. And and sometimes you just sit there and you're like, I don't know what to do. Mm. I I don't know if this is is this even feasible. Is this even? Do I have time? Is this gonna make money? Is this is are we are we are we over extending ourselves? Mm-hmm. Okay. And and, we, and right now that's that's my struggle. I don't know where to put my time, and I don't know where. Like, okay, today's Friday, I have 20 things to do. Right. I have a checklist I need to check. Right. And I, I'm barely on my sixth checklist right now.
1: So how do you overcome that challenge? What do you do to, 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 to manage that time? Or what have you learned works well?
0: It, it's a struggle. I think it's a daily struggle, but, but it also helps that you know how to prioritize things. And, 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 any, any, and I think any business owners, any father, any family person would know this, that I have three kids. And we actually we just bought a house as well, and we're again we're buy, we're selling a house in Texas and we're buying a house another house that we for another business. So there's a lot of things that's going on, but also you got to realize what's important to you. Um, to me, I, I always I always I, I always look up to me and, and to myself like okay so my kids is number one. My family, my wife, my, my parents, my brothers and so on and so forth, and my friends, and of course, God. And you you look into that and say, OK, what do I need to do first? And the moment you realize what you are, what's important to you, and you, and you have to write that on, the, I, I write them on a piece of paper, and I make a list of what's important to me. And from there, any problems that I have, I put that on that list. So I can I I can see what's in, what needs to be done, what's needs prioritized, and it can kind of help you out to to be more relaxed because okay, this can wait tomorrow, this mm. cannot, but this cannot wait today. Right. So it, it it's just time
1: management. Time so management. You make up. So you start with what's important in your life, and then you make priorities based on what is needed to be done, and then you start chipping away at that, and you do that every day, every week. How do you manage that time?
0: Every it's. it's my wife and I came up with I just, I just bought a black book. A black book is something a, black, very, a paper book. A paper book. I call it black because it's black, but it's called paper book. It it has the right side is notes and the left side is your calendar. I had I haven't I have a phone, like most of us do, but it's it's different from a paper book. Paper would keep you actually the whole landscape. You'll see the whole what a big picture of mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I, we meet every Sunday and we list up things, what needs to be done. So we go with our, we go. It's funny because the way we do it, we start with our family first. Mm-hmm. We talk about our kids. Okay. Do they need to be here? Do they need to be there? And it's fu- And then we move to our business. Mm-hmm. We prioritize it, which is, has the most problem now. Mm-hmm. So we say, okay, well, how's COL pharmacy? Mm-hmm. Oh, then I'll tell her this is, this is that what needs to be done. This needs to be done house a geopharmacy? Mm-hmm. and then i and then when i'm done i go house the house our boarding care in this location mm-hmm. house our boarding care in this location mm-hmm. and we we go back and port and we tell ourselves okay this needs to be done this is completed this is not complete this is completed and this this we need more we need money here we don't need money here this is going to be closed. um it, 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 this is our timeline and we do this every week religiously every week every week every week we do it religiously and because if not it just if you don't see it if you don't talk about it it just like it, just, it, it just, gets away from it you. just gets away from you yep you're like oh oh my god and then you forget yep and and it will bite you it will bite you it, when it, two three months down the road yep. you're like, oh I should have done that yep. I should have done that I should have done that oh, oh my god, I missed that but again again you're prioritized like kids first family and then the the one that needs most attention so right now the one that needs most attention is CEO of Pharmacy because we're currently going to elite RX right with her is we're buying another business so we talk about that we're doing a construction in one of the business so we're talking about that so our, then you talk about money situation and you just go so on and so forth it just helps
1: so you're almost like a uh, like a quarterback in a huddle and yes. you're like okay guys what are we gonna do what's the play gonna be and break and then you get out there and you execute it and then the next Sunday you huddle up again, mm-hmm. figure out what you've got to do, and then keep moving the ball forward.
0: I, I believe that when you have when you have a system, especially that someone that is very close to you, that you, almost like my wife is my business partner, and I think she's a she's a good business partner because we're open to each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I notice um, I have um, we have a group, and it's called the Vistage Group, and we want to... other my other members would talk about how they're not open with their wives Mm. and and i i was fortunate enough that my wife and i talks about these things because the more you hide it i believe it's the more it became a problem Mm -hmm. but the more you're open to it to your wife or to even business partner the people that you work with even to your employees it tends to be they help you solve the problem
1: right Right the transparency and the trust the transparency tr-
0: exactly i think the transparency and trust comes hand in hand
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and the most important thing to have transparency and trust is your wife and your business partner of course because they're the ones you're closest the to you're closest to mm-hmm. and 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 by doing this transparency and trust every week and there's nothing to hide and there's there's you you get you get you see what you, you get to what, you, you see what it is and and you work at it together, mm-hmm. and, and you deal with it, and you deal with it. Yep. because if you don't deal with it, it just compiles, it becomes compounded, and it never ends. Because owning businesses, having family, it's there's always going to be problems. Right, but, but it's just how you solve them, and and how you tackle it, how you go about it, and that's, great. that's how it works.
1: So, Chris, you've been able to manage your boarding care practice, your long term care pharmacy, the retail pharmacy, the open door pharmacy, the closed door mm-hmm. pharmacy, mm-hmm. and the boarding care, boarding care, and moving into a new home, and raising two kids, and a new school, and a happy marriage. And you're doing all of that because of great time management and trust.
0: Great time and transparency and trust. And transparency and trust. And, and again, time management, it's, it's, I think it's a, a lot of people will struggle with that. But you got to chip in, chip yep. in, chip in.
1: So. Good, good. Chris, thanks so much for being on the show.
0: And thank you for having me here. And I appreciate the time. And great. we'll do it again. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you
1: for listening to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a comment and subscribe to hear more of My Company Story on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And go to our website, mycompanystory.com to find more episodes.